This is Living Lean, the show that teaches you how to apply the science of nutrition and training to sustainably create your leanest, strongest body and build the most confident version of yourself. I'm your host, Jeremiah Bear. Let's get into the show. All right, so today we are diving into my favorite progression model to use with my online clients that have been training for two plus years. So clients that are really starting to get to that more intermediate point or even for more advanced clients, this works very well. This is the progression model that I use myself. Now, most of the clients I work with and myself, again, are really chasing this functional aesthetics. Basically, we want to be strong. We want to feel functionally strong. But we want to be able to perform, but we also want to look the part. So again, we're very much chasing function and aesthetic. So of course, this isn't how we would program for someone with purely powerlifting goals. But if you want to build plenty of lean muscle, you want to look the part and you want to feel strong. This again is a model that works very, very well. So there's a lot to dive into here, but we're going to start with how we progress this week to week, specifically with our reps and reserve target. So reps and reserve is basically how many sets or RIR, as we'll refer to it going forward here, is basically how many reps we feel like we are ending a set with, how many reps we feel like we left have left on the tank at the end of the set. So if I prescribe you three RIR for a set of back squats, then you should end that set feeling like you still could have squeezed out three full reps. Makes sense, right? So the progression scheme that we're using here, I typically like to progress this across six weeks. I found in any mesocycle or a training phase, which is typically a four to six week training block, it could be all the way up to eight weeks, but I found six weeks is kind of the sweet spot for most intermediate to advanced individuals that have been training for multiple years. So I really like to progress this across five weeks and then week six, we're taking a deload. So basically how this progression typically looks, week one, we'll start with most sets ending at about a three RIR. So about three reps left in the tank and our number of hard sets are relatively low. So if we look at our compound movements, we're typically doing about three sets per movement and our isolation exercises are going to be two to three sets per movement. Week two, we are decreasing to two reps in reserve on all sets. So we're pushing it a bit further and we're also going to potentially increase sets. And we'll talk about how we're going to potentially, how we gauge whether we should increase sets or not in just a bit. Week three, we're going to decrease that to one to two reps in the tank on all sets. And again, potentially increase the number of sets. Week four, we're going to hit about one rep in the tank on all sets with another potential set increase. In week five, we want to hit zero to one rep left in the tank on all sets, again, within this, with a potential set increase. And then finally, week six, we're going to deload the client. So here, we're going to decrease intensity a bit. So dialing it back to three to four RIR on all your sets, and we're going to decrease the total number of hard sets by about 50%. So this means that for most of your compound lifts and your isolation movements, you'll be doing two sets, usually three sets at the very most. But for most movements, it's a good rule of thumb to just drop it to about two sets. We really want this to be a time where we really decrease fatigue and allow all the progress you've made 
over the, allow your body to adapt, fully recover, and allow you to actually see all the progress you've made when we go to the start of the next mesocycle. So here, as you can see, we are essentially decreasing reps and reserve, and we're really increasing the intensity, not necessarily being intensity being low here because we're literally just like how hard you feel like you're pushing is going to increase across all five weeks. So you're definitely going to need the deload by week six. Now, how many people train is essentially, and how I used to train for years was I understood this concept of effective reps, which is basically we need to get within three to four reps of failure to fatigue a muscle fiber enough for it to grow. We also know that if we're training to failure all the time, our fatigue is likely going to outweigh recovery constantly and we won't make as good a progress. So the approach that most people take once they understand this basic concept is, okay, so I'm just going to train with one to maybe two reps left in the tank and call it there. Like I'm not training to failure, but I'm for sure hitting these effective rep targets. So the problem here is this still creates quite a bit of fatigue and it's very hard to progress week to week. I know for me personally, if I'm aiming for a one RIR target or when I was training like this, when I was aiming for a one RIR target, I would often, it would often be like a zero to one. Like, okay, maybe could have squeezed out another half rep there, but it's honestly likely not. So more often than not, we'll shoot past that anyways. So the reality of this is most people that train like this are going to have to deload every three to four weeks. So across the course of a year, that's 12 weeks that we spent deloading and we haven't made a ton of progress. So following this progression model, if you're hitting three reps in reserve, you're still achieving these effective reps. So this is still a effective volume. You're still going to be progressing with this. But we also have to realize that now we're just deloading every sixth week instead of every fourth week. This is literally going to add another month of productive training to your year. Across the course of multiple years, that's a big difference in the progress that you make. So from a longevity standpoint and making more progress over the course of multiple years, over the course of months and multiple years, because that's the reality of intermediate to advanced lifters, this is just something that takes time. This approach makes a lot of sense. Now, next, we have a very clear system for judging what our progression needs to be week to week. So and I really call this progressing or focusing on progressing on a set-by-set -set basis weekly. This is something that I talk to my online clients about all the time. So basically we know, okay, if week one of wide grip pull-ups, we have this, we have five to 10 reps with a target of three RIR. Let's say you hit eight, seven, six wide grip pull-ups on week one. Week two, our RIR decreases to two. So we know you should be able to add reps or add a bit of load, and we're really gonna push you to try to do that each set. So again, if week one, you hit eight reps the first set, week two, you wanna hit try to hit nine reps the first set, or add a bit of load. If you hit seven reps the second set, week two, we're trying to hit eight reps the second set. 
so on and so forth. So this just very much gives you a clear target to progress on. A huge mistake that so many intermediate to advanced individuals make is just go into the gym without clear targets of what they need to achieve to progress. And the reality is for us, we're not at the stage anymore where, where we can just keep adding five pounds to the bar every time we throw it. Go in. So whereas beginners can very often just add weight and take advantage of their newbie gains, we have to get much more methodical about how we're progressing. And the reality is, again, if we don't have these clear targets for progression, many people just do the same shit over and over and over again, the same weight, the same reps for months and months and months. And it always feels challenging because by this point, you are lifting heavy ass weight, but you're not actually progressing. So that's an easy way to get stuck in this constant cycle of not making any progress. So focusing on set-by-set improvements, I can't emphasize enough how important that is. Next, we have terminal consistency with a new rep. And this is another term that I took from Steve Hall. So again, shout out to Steve Hall and the guys at Renaissance Periodization. They were the ones that very much put me onto this style of progression. So... Um, basically what this means is within each rep, we have these very clear start and end points, basically these checkpoints for our form. So we know that this was a quality rep. So what I mean by that, um, with my barbell row, okay. The bottom, the end point or the start point, I should say of my barbell row is with my shoulders pulled forward. The bar is literally touching the floor. The end point is going to be when that chest or when that bar, excuse me, touches my sternum. Now, I know that if by rep eight, if that bar is only getting halfway to the, from the floor to my sternum, those don't count as reps. Or for example, with a barbell curl, an example I talked about before, at the bottom of each rep, I'm flexing my triceps to make sure that my elbows are fully extended. And then the top of that rep is when the bar touches my nose. I have a start point and an end point. On every single rep, we are in every single movement, we're determining where are your start points, where are your end points. So this way we know across weeks, okay, so if if week, again, taking it back to this pull-up example, if week one, we did eight, seven, six reps, week two, we did nine, eight, seven reps, but you didn't go, you didn't let yourself down as low on each rep in week two, you likely didn't actually progress. So this model makes it to where we can't fake progression because we also have the standardization within reps. So we know you're hitting the exact same range of motion. You have these very clear start endpoints. So then we can see, okay, am I actually progressing or not? Terminal consistency is crazy important. And then finally, we have clear markers that tell us where we can add sets. So, as you probably caught at the beginning, we'll start we'll start a mesocycle with volume relatively low here. And typically across the course of a mesocycle, the theme to all of this is we're essentially doing more, doing more, doing more, doing more. We deload, we recover, start the process over. Now, we also need to be smart. We need to be analytical about where we are adding in sets. So, for example... Again, let's look at the this example of wide grip pull-ups. Week one, we hit eight, seven, six. Let's say week two, we hit 10, we hit 10, nine, eight. Okay, 
that's a pretty big jump. We'll also see in the client's tracker, we'll see their biofeedback, we'll see how they feel like their recovery is. Okay, we saw a big jump here. We're likely okay to add another set. So let's bump that up now to you're gonna hit four sets of this wide grip pull up per week. But let's say on their dumbbell low incline press, let's say week two, we have the client hitting three sets of, let's say week one and week two, we have them hitting three sets of eight to 12. And from week one to week two, they hit, let's say week one, they hit 10, nine, eight. Week two, they hit, actually, let's say this was five sets because that's a better example. Let's say they hit 10, nine, eight, seven, six. And week two, they hit nine, eight, seven, six, five. So we literally saw a decrease in performance from week one to week two. That tells us, okay, we probably need to decrease the number of hard sets a bit. Maybe they're doing a little bit too much or, and more often than not, we'll just see, okay, you're stagnant here. So let's say we had four sets and the client hit um, 10, nine, eight, seven. Week two, again, they hit 10, nine, eight, seven. So that's fine. We can continue to progress that. We continue, continue to have them progress that across the course of these five weeks with the RIR scheme, but we don't likely want to add number of hard sets because that tells us, okay, they're not able to progress within our rep ranges. We're likely about maxed out on what they can recover from with this specific movement. So the dope thing is I have all my clients track every single rep and the load that they use. So we can look at this across weeks and really determine, okay, can we do more or are we doing too much? So this progression model, again, has worked super well for so many of my online clients. It's worked very well for me. If you're someone that's been training for multiple years, definitely give this a try. You find it very useful. And it's just most people are straight up, and this is true for both training and nutrition, are just missing a clear-cut system for, okay, what are my weekly targets? How am I gauging progress? How do I know that I'm actually making progress? Most people just don't have that much structure around their training. And when you implement this, it's truly a game changer. All right, hopefully this was helpful.